I joke that, oh, I was always meant to be in Texas because um, uh, when I was in fifth grade, in elementary school, fifth grade, we all did uh, state reports. I don't know if they still do that or not. And so I did this big, well, like, uh, year-long research project on the state of Texas. And little did I know, I'd be living there with one day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I joke, it's like, oh, man, I've always knew I wanted, wanted to be a Texan. Um, right. <laughs> Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. guys thank you so much for listening to our episode today we would love it if you would take just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app the itunes app actually would be the one to use and go over to shows scroll down till you get to our podcast light and dark photography podcast and then scroll to the bottom of that and you can see where it says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and, you know, maybe hit that five star, um, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, we are, we're here uh, talking about moving to a new market, moving to a new city, what that looks like, some good things to do. Um, yeah, I'm excited have, to talk about this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, it's, this has been a topic that I've been, I've been kind of diving into myself. Um, not that I'm moving or anything, but uh, just kind of yeah, like same. exploring into uh, some, some larger cities than College Station, Texas. Yeah, well, I think it's always good to like kind of know a process of if there, that ever comes up to have like a plan of action. So, right. uh, and yeah. you see this question asked a lot in form. Mm. So I think, uh, I think this is going to be really good. So I'm excited to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's the light and dark photography podcast. Uh, if you don't know where you are, that's what you're watching right now. Um, and we, today <laughs> our guest, um, recently moved um here in the last year uh or so correct Wasn't yeah it? just about uh just about 10 months now okay almost nice almost okay sweet okay yeah you've made a pretty big name for yourself in less than a year that's awesome <laughs> okay sweet we picked the right person to be on the podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he recently moved about 10 months ago uh to dallas texas mm-hmm. um already named uh one of the top 25 best photog- wedding photographers in dallas texas uh which is not an easy feat i lived there no, for a couple awesome. months and it is uh, very littered with photographers 
cars uh, on every street corner, pretty much. Um, but yeah, our guest today is Darian Chu. Darian, welcome. Hey, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're excited to have you here. Um, so give, I kind of talked about where you're based, but kind of tell the listeners what you love shooting, where, where you're from, where you moved from, all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you guys, I'm Darian Chu. I'm the owner and head photographer at Darian Chu Photography. Uh, I've been shooting weddings uh, exclusively, weddings and, and couples for oh, probably about uh, since 2017. So just a few years now. Uh, okay. I've been a photographer uh, overall in general since 2015. Uh, but before I moved to Dallas, Texas, I was uh, from Portland, Oregon area. So uh, Pacific Northwest, very, very different. Yes. Halfway very different. Across, yeah. Not just geographically. Um, well, that's a very, very big it's, one. You know, it's very different. Yeah. Texas is pretty flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, definitely a big weather change too. I don't know if any of you guys have been out to Portland, um, but very uh, wet. Yes. It's, <laughs> it can it be very gray. It seems to be like cold. very kind of misty, like yeah. 80% of the time. Um, we were, I, I recently traveled to, I guess a bit, a little bit over a year ago, traveled to Seattle mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we went a little bit South, kind of like halfway between, uh, Seattle and Portland. And it was pretty much just kind of, it misted every single day. And, wow. and it was very, we did have one day where the sun came out and it was amazing. And I took all the photos, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's a very different climate, uh, than here in central and North Texas. It was kind of nice though, because, uh, in the way that it was constantly overcast, that constant, just like soft lighting, which made it very easy to shoot a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you just, you know, had, uh, gorgeous backdrops every everywhere you look with the mountains yes. uh the columbia river gorge waterfalls uh there's a reason that actually i think portland with portland and seattle or seattle or um one of the most populated areas with photographers in the country wow mm, yeah, yeah. i i would imagine like i feel like that with with a lot of the uh, West Coast. I had to do like the WE thing in my head, um, but I feel like that a lot with um, with California because oh, yeah. California is beautiful and they have mountains and they have beach and you know, like the cliffs in you know San Diego and that area, and then also up there in Seattle and Portland and just like everything on that side of the country is just really pretty landscapes. Um, I know like, cause I, I started my business here in Texas and I've been around Texas for most of the weddings and most of my photo shoots. And I've been very jealous of my friends that are, uh, <laughs> that are out at other places. I'm like, you have a mountain, like an hour away. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I have to yep. like fly seven hours to go somewhere. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so you started your business in Portland. Yeah, I did. It was technically, so I I joke, uh, I usually say Portland, Oregon, but I lived in Vancouver, Washington, just across the river. If you guys aren't familiar with the area, uh, I typically say Portland because I have to sometimes clarify. It's not not Vancouver, Canada, and not Washington, D.C., So, uh, but the general Portland metro area. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it kind of all blurs together into one big suburb. <laughs> right. Kind of, kind of like anyone who lives in McKinney, Texas is like, Oh yeah, I, I shoot in Dallas. Pretty much. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're like 30, 45 minutes out, but, uh, but Dallas is like, it's basically the hub. Dallas. yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So, so shooting in Portland, how long have, how long have you been in business? I forget. Um, so like legally as a wedding photography business, I, uh, I registered in, uh, the state of Washington, October of 2017. Nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So coming up on that three years. It is. Right. Oh man, time goes fast. I know. Yeah. I was going to say it's like almost exactly two and a half, but no, it is, it is uh, mid July right now. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, just about what, three years then. What got you into photography? So it, it's funny because I, before I shot weddings, I never really imagined myself um, photographing or shooting weddings. Uh, when I first picked up a camera, it was it was pretty much just because. So all my friends were, um, you know, I was I was big into uh, cars, modifying cars, going to car shows. Uh, motorsports events, uh, races, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a very, uh, the aesthetic of it is really can be, you know, kind of fun to observe and, and, um, you know, hang around with your friends and do that kind of thing with. And so all my friends started picking up cameras, uh, taking pictures of their car, other people's cars at these different meets and shows. And I was just like, you know what, you know, that, that sounds fun. I will try and do that too. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, my very first camera I picked up was a just like I I picked up a, a Nikon D thirty two hundred and a thirty five millimeter prime, um, nice. and I just got into it you know because I liked cars I liked what I was shooting, right. um, and I always felt like oh gosh I have this like creative eye I could do it you know, um, but it, it it was interesting how my journey from from that to uh, to weddings because, you know, I started getting bored of just shooting still life, shooting like, um, inanimate objects or even, Mm -hmm. you know, going from that to shooting landscapes. Uh, there's only so many waterfalls. There are only so many mountains in the area that I can go out and shoot. And then it's like, well, (laughs) been there, done that. Um, and so did you find yourself being like, I'd love to shoot this again, but like, I want to shoot people in front of this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's kind always of, me. <laughs> it, it's like, funny. I'm going to shoot a couple right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was actually, so, uh, what it was, was my, my grandmother's 80th birthday party, um, that kind of brought me to, uh, the realization that, Oh my goodness, I love shooting, you know, portraits and people and the energy of the event. Um, because so if you don't know, like in Chinese culture, the 80th birthday is a very big deal. Um, the number eight is, uh, symbolizes, uh, longevity in a way and, um, prosperity. And so, uh, eight with a zero after it, that's very, that's a big deal to live that long. Um, Oh yeah. And so the celebrations for an 80th birthday party in a lot of Chinese culture would usually be very big. It's a very big deal. And so I was like, you know what? I'm starting to get the hang of my camera here. I think I know how to take a good photo. I'm on manual mode finally. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and so I, I was like, you know what? This would be a great opportunity to uh, capture this event uh, kind of as a birthday gift to my grandma. And... Uh-huh. Um, 
so, you know, throughout the day, I just captured people, you know, they're hugging, giving, you know, smiling, interacting and all that. And then what happened, what happened next was really, really cool. Um, when, you know, we lit the cake or lit the candles on the cake and everybody, you know, we all sang our perfectly botched happy birthday song. Um, <laughs> in all the different pitches. In all the different pitches, kind of <laughs> slightly out of sync. <laughs> um, the lights were dim. It was just this very um, moment of anticipation there. And right after my grandma blew out the candles on the last note, my grandpa, who had been struggling with Parkinson's and, and uh, with his, his physical health really declining, shot up out of his chair faster than I've ever seen him in my entire life and and like grabbed my grandma almost knocked her over <laughs> to give her this big <laughs> hug and a really big oh, kiss um, uh-huh. which is was crazy because and I captured I was able to capture it I was fast enough I looked at the back of my camera I was like whoa I've <laughs> never seen my my old grandpa who mm-hmm. is just like this stiff strong like uh you know stoic older man that doesn't show much emotion and it's like it just made me feel like wow to give this to them to have this as a gift hand this to to them as a gift right just felt so rewarding and they loved it and i was just like i want every couple you're gonna make me cry (laughs) that is awesome yeah. So, so that's kind of what drew that's me awesome. to weddings and couples and people. Mm-hmm. I hope that story is on your website. <laughs> like, as you're like, why? Like, this is why I want to catch it. That's cool. That's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that, that story. That is awesome. That's, I, I feel like that's uh, like kind of the magic of photography is we get to see um, like the 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 very quick moments that people like let loose or yeah. that they um, like you know you're with your grandfather who's normally not very emotive and you know you caught that that quick moment that maybe you know you hadn't seen very many of those uh, and maybe haven't seen since but mm-hmm. like you caught that moment and that's something that you'll have forever and your grandparents are going to have and you can you know show future generations like you're a great great grandfather and like look at how how he loved his wife and and like those moments it's it's very powerful how photography can capture those things um and i mean there's been a a number of weddings where uh usually with grandparents um my Mm. you know i have uh both of my grandfathers are are very stoic and they don't show a ton of emotion and you know unless the Dallas Cowboys are winning um, <laughs> but uh, but they uh, I've I've been able to see certain moments in in their lives that uh, I'm like okay like yeah this is emotion usually with anniversaries or something yeah. like that uh, where they're a little bit softer yeah uh, and that is that is very cool to see that at because uh, you see that at weddings a lot with uh, with grandparents there and they're like oh and like wiping away a tear and it's like I've never seen that woman cry in my life but uh, then they have a photo of her crying and it's like even more powerful that you were there and able to capture that 
Absolutely. yeah, I just, I love that story. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So how long before you started your business was that moment? Ooh, um, this was about, let me think here. I want to say it was, it was that same, it was that summer. So just a few months, just a few months prior. Um, and then how, how did you get into weddings? Like who was your first couple who trusted you to shoot their wedding? Yeah. Um, well actually I didn't, I, I, um, (laughs) so this is a funny story too. I, you mean like my, my first like wedding that I led or yeah. Cause I started, okay, sure. So I mean like, so like my, for many, like many photographers, uh, I started second shooting a couple weddings before I, I lead shot one, but, mm-hmm. um, the, I only had second shot two weddings before I took on my very first lead wedding, which was, which happened to be a destination wedding in Maui. Um, <sighs> It's just now, yeah, I know big deal, right? That's a, that's was, a good one. For my very first wedding. <laughs> yeah. <Good. I> just, <laughs> right. So there, there are some of us that have been in business for uh, many years who have never shot in Maui. And we're like, that, that sounds cool. That's a good first one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, you know, it, it was only because I knew someone who knew someone who was getting their, yeah. their having the wedding done there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a big budget. Um, and, and, um, I was just like, oh my goodness. I just knew that if, because I, I, I knew them like as acquaintances through school, you know, and I was like, you know, if I could get in on this opportunity, um, have a have a destination wedding, book a destination wedding right off the bat my very first year um, and have that kind of uh, wedding and experience to show on my portfolio, man, that would give me so much credibility and authority as a wedding photographer. Uh, and so I ate the cost on that one. I didn't make money. Um, sure. yeah. I saw it as an opportunity. And I think most of us do that for our first destination wedding. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're wanting to get into it, you're just like, I'll do whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, people have, people have to be able to see that you've done it before too, before Absolutely. You know, they're willing to invest and know like, Hey, can you actually need to actually know how to, you know, cause like TSA and traveling with gear and everything is, a, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Especially um, if you're going to a different country. Like, oh yeah. hundred percent. Because because some of them they don't they they don't really allow uh, visas quickly uh-huh. uh, work visas for doing weddings so you kind of have to like smuggle your gear in and you're like oh no I'm taking photos of the uh, terrain and I, I love this uh, you know iguana that you have here oh man and I've heard some crazy stories too that of um, you know uh, gear getting uh, what's the word. Um, Confiscated. Like confiscated. Confiscated. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like they don't have a work visa or, or certain permits. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, Canada. So I was gonna say. Yeah, Canada that's what I've heard. Canada is like hardcore. Yeah, I've heard the, like they'll like check your emails to see if you've had any like work related really? emails or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's just in the rumor that's, mill. Yeah, <laughs> With that, the scare tactic of like, don't even try. <laughs> there was a, a girl that was at a, a workshop that I went to, and she had gone. She was hired by a Canadian couple and she lived in, I think it was Washington or uh, like Washington state, somewhere around there. And, um, and she had flown into or no driven into Canada, did the photos up there, 
took all the wedding photos um, and was coming back and they stopped her at the border asked her what she was doing they like went through her camera went through like took all of the sd cards went through her email found the contract with the couple and then they were like okay yeah we have to confiscate these no way so that couple ended up with i mean i i think she was she had like sent them a couple sneak peek photos which is great uh so that's another reason to do same day sneak peeks um but yeah they had they confiscated all of her memory cards uh so her hard drive all that kind of stuff so wow definitely if you're doing a a international wedding check out check the laws uh, check the the (laughs) laws uh, Mm -hmm. for for photographing um which i I think Canada is very strict to where you can't even get a work visa. Yeah, I don't think so because they want Canadians working there. They want yeah. they want to pour into their own economy, so it's like there's they like won't a, give it to a you. small loophole if it's an American couple traveling mm. to Canada, they can hire an American photographer to go with them. Gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would also double check that. Don't take that as uh, as law <laughs> right. out of right. my mouth. I'm not in. a professional <laughs> in that realm. You're uh, not an attorney. Right, yeah. Getting getting all these emails. Um but yeah, yeah. So okay, so first wedding, destination yep. wedding in Maui. Maui. Yeah. Um how did that turn out? Was that good? I've heard uh I would imagine like for me, I'm remembering my first wedding. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I can only imagine being on an island, like a <laughs> uh, beach wedding. But well, but for my first uh, wedding, yeah. I I never second shot with anybody for my first wedding either. So Same. yeah, my first wedding, definitely. I, I was just like mm-hmm. blind blind, but you had already second shot. So you kind of knew how things would work, but destination weddings a are a little bit. different anyways. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like a full out, like big shebang. It was a smaller, intimate, almost kind of an elopement type of thing. Cause like yeah. there was only, I don't know, like it, it, uh, 20, 25 people who came, like not everybody, they lived in, um, on the mainland. So they couldn't like fly all 150 people to their right. wedding. Yeah. It was smaller. Right. It was a little more laid back. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I, I typically, you know, wear a suit and whatnot to a wedding when I shoot. Um, but like everybody was like in, you know, khaki Casual. shorts yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, flip flop sandals and uh, Hawaiian t-shirts. And so it was really laid back. <laughs> yeah. It was really chill. Um, I actually still, I still have one photograph on my webs on my portfolio from that wedding still to this day. Cool. Um, ninety nine, like the rest of them were like, eh, pretty average, you know, um, what you would expect for <laughs> for your um, first wedding, yeah, for my first lead wedding, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but there was this one shot where, uh, you know, that they had that kiss, and uh, what was really cool was the officiant. So the officiant, um, he he ran the whole thing in a traditional Hawaiian, um, mm. as a traditional Hawaiian ceremony. Okay. And so, so he had this like, uh, conch shell like that you blow mm-hmm. into, like make this, the, oh, make the yeah. noise. Right. Yeah. And so he would, he would, uh, he did like, he blew the conch right at the same time they were making the kiss. And I got, I, it was a really, really cool capture with the, the, um, in the backdrop and seeing, uh, uh, the the ocean behind them and the mm-hmm. kiss with the whole conch that was a cool one uh, that was That's the only cool. one I really kept but um, 
It's just, a, again, just to show, hey, I, have, I fly and travel for weddings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. I just pulled up your portfolio to check that out, too. Oh, that, oh is, yeah. that is a cool shot. That is nice. Thank you. But, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so then you just fell in love with weddings after yeah. that. And awesome. Like, you mentioned, um, you mentioned taking photos of cars and stuff. Yes. And you, like, I don't remember how we became friends on Facebook. Um, I feel like maybe, oh, was it through the uh, Devin's uh, yeah. Anchored, uh, podcast group or something like that. I think it was um, his masterclass group. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The masterclass, uh, which was about a year ago or so that he launched that. Uh, right. But yeah. Um, Cause like we became friends guy, and then know. like uh, you were posting all these photos of your car and I was like, dude, like these are, these are some great, uh, or do you do a lot of off camera flash? Um, I do. Okay. Uh, a decent amount. I mean, for portraits, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, it, it looked like a lot of your, your vehicle uh, car photos were very well lit with, with off-camera, like uh, professional commercial grade uh, type photos. And I was like, I would do that with our car, but we have like a Mazda CX-7 little <laughs> uh, family car uh, with, yeah. with, with dents and scratches and a broken antenna. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't be the best, but that would be cool. Like set everything up, make it look really cool. But then it's like mm-hmm. this crappy car. Uh, be, <laughs> a fun experiment to do. But yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know, like you do some great uh, car photos too, which I can Thank see. You. Yeah. Like, well, like you weren't just like someone light with, work like, in general is really cool. And shoot uh, when you were getting into photography with cars and, and all that, like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say that cause, cause I like <laughs> those, those photos. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. Hey guys, a quick break to bring you one of our sponsors, uh, actually a lifetime sponsor of the podcast, and that is us, Light Darko. Um, in addition to bringing you this podcast every week, we also host in-person workshops. Obviously, due to a lot of reasons, mainly a pandemic, we are no longer doing in-person workshops this year, but we are hosting a virtual online workshop uh, the first two weeks of August. It is going to to be the same sort of setting as a workshop so it is going to be um, over a private zoom call uh, with us and all of you attendees and you'll be able to turn on your video we can see each other face to face you can ask us questions as we're going through things Um, it is going to be a ton of fun no it is not going to be like a 12 hour workshop that you have to take the entire day off what we're going to do is break it up into uh, like two to three hour segments over the course of two weeks so pretty much like every other day uh, we'll we'll be going over topics like uh, client relationships, um, posing and getting your clients feeling comfortable, editing styles and techniques, business management and taxes. We're going to talk about CRMs and organization and social media marketing and a lot more is going to be a ton of fun. Our in-person workshops are a blast and we have dance 
parties and we have drinks and we're going to do the same thing virtually with you for sure we are going to be having some drinks with y'all we're going to be having dance parties uh, before we get stuff going and it is going to be a blast so go to lightdarkco.com slash workshop to get your seat and to find out more info about the entire process the whole workshop what we're doing it's lightdarkco.com slash workshop and use promo code podcast to save 20% off your virtual seat promo code podcast at lightdarkco.com slash workshop and we will see you face to face in august so started the business Mm -hmm. um up in the portland area and uh what what brought you to dallas you know it's it's um so before i you know uh tell this whole story i'm actually to be honest like i'm not a full-time photographer um so i still work a full-time day job at the moment and uh what actually happened was the company that i work for uh, they ended up opening a new office in uh, Plano, Texas, which is a, a suburb of Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity to to relocate. And, you know, moving, uh, moving to a new city uh, away from Portland had been on my mind for, for a few years. You know, I just never had the, had the gall to, to pull the trigger on it or really make it happen. Um, but you know, after you live for, if you live in like, well, some like you're you're either one of two things, you, you live somewhere for so long, you just can't leave it. You just love it. You've grown up there. Um, I was on the other end where I was lived in Portland for way too long and I was like ready for something new. I was getting bored of the area and, uh, really wanted to explore, uh, new possibilities. And, um, kind of when that was presented with this opportunity, uh, to relocate, I, I just thought, man, it just makes so much sense on paper. And, uh, I just kind of went for it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. It was kind of like that, uh, that little open door of like, like I want to move, but there's nothing really pulling me anywhere. Right. Uh, And then you got that opportunity. Like, cool. That is something pulling me somewhere. It's like uh, an option. Well, it's funny too because I joke. I joke that oh, I was always meant to be in Texas because um, uh, when I was in fifth grade in elementary school, fifth grade we all did uh, state reports. I don't know if they still do that or not, um, but we all like each one of uh, the students in our fifth grade class chose a particular state of the United States and did some research and made a big presentation uh, about that state. And back then. Oh, how old was I? 10, 11 year old Darian, I think, uh, chose the state of Texas. Never been there before. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, Texas. And so I did this big, well, like, uh, year long research project on the state of Texas. And little did I know, I'd be living there with one day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I joked, it's like, oh man, I've always knew I wanted, wanted to be a Texan. Um, right. <laughs> Like in in the in the biography of your life, it's like foreshadowing for your move, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. Uh, okay, well that's cool. That's that's nice. Let, yeah, my my wife and I are both. I, I feel like you are also like a wanderer, and just mm-hmm. like you want to explore the world. And uh, yeah, there's there's I a girl that I went still. right. Yeah, there's a girl that I went to high school with who. <laughs> has never been more than one hour away from 
the city where she was born oh, and uh, yep, never never traveled she just is super content with where she is and and loves that's, it i'm like that is i mean awesome. i think like, that's great yeah yes if yeah. you can feel that <laughs> mm-hmm. i have never been like that i'm always just like okay we've lived here for a couple of years i want to go explore something else or i want to go yeah. mm-hmm. like I, i'm always wanting to take trips to places mm-hmm. we rarely go visit the same city mm-hmm. twice well, and to me yeah. there's something about there's something about experiencing a new uh place a new um city a new culture a new environment a new geography that really opens and expands your um your your life and your your experience your mind in a way that you know staying in your comfort zone so to speak doesn't you know what i mean right Um, oh yeah it's definitely getting outside of your comfort zone um Mm -hmm. And it's exhilarating in a way. It is, yeah. And I, I love, um, I love seeing different cultures and different yeah. things. Um, you know, even if it's not like, uh, uh, like a serious different culture, like even just different, uh, different cultures of America, like, uh, like Manhattan is super yeah. different than Austin, Texas, oh, and yeah. Austin is very different than San Francisco. Um, and like all these different places, it's, it's really cool to see that and to experience that and, uh, to meet people there. Like I would talk to people on the subway, which apparently you're not supposed to do, um, in <laughs> New York, but like, it would just be like, Hey, do you live around here? Like, what's going on? What's, what's a good pizza? Place like, to why? Get to? Like, <laughs> why, why don't you have your headphones on right now? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I feel the same way. We've, we've always dreamed of, of just, uh, traveling the world. We want to take our kids, uh, to for sure every state. Um, and, uh, definitely at at least a country or two, um, you know, international travel is a little bit more difficult, uh, especially with, with kids, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, that's, I I feel like a, a kindredness of like wonder and, and adventure. I mean, for, all three of us, we love Rachel and I both love, I mean, we, that's why we've like done workshops in San Diego and Denver and stuff. Cause nice. like, we just want to go to San Diego. To, yeah, go. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll to this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Florida was going to be fun. Uh, yeah. we, were, we were going well. to be teaching a workshop in like two weeks in Florida, but, uh, Ooh. The world had other plans, um, and that's cool. Fine. We will, we'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll be there one of these days. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us about how you started um, to market yourself in Texas once yeah. you knew that you were going to be moving here and kind of how you got that going. Cause I can imagine that being a little bit daunting thinking like I've mm-hmm. built up this business here. People kind of have started to recognize my name and now mm-hmm. I'm moving and I have to build that up again. That can right. be very daunting. I can imagine. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was, it was, um, it was definitely, a decision that I heavily debated because like you were saying, you know, I've started, I actually was just starting to really gain momentum. And uh, right after I moved to, to Texas, I started feeling and getting a lot more referrals and uh, inquiries uh, via word of mouth over um, in the Portland area. And I was like, Hmm, 
Hmm. <laughs> right? Questioning yeah. a little bit. Was this a um, good good choice? Yeah. Right, and so you know, but marketing yourself is huge, uh, obviously, and so I started. I think. Um, let me see here. So I had actually. Uh, flown out to Dallas before um, before I moved, right, to just kind of check out the area, look around different apartments, mm-hmm. uh, feel out where I wanted to live and stuff like that, and and also check out the, uh, the office uh, that I was going to be working at for my job. And so during that time, I had planned, okay, I know I need to get ahead here. I know that if I can get, get here, and hit the ground running, then that would be for the best. And so, you know, it was, let me see here. So I moved back in September uh, last year and my first visit here was mid June. Uh, So just a few months ahead of time. And so what I did was I set up, I set up shoots and I set up style Mm -hmm. shoots um, so I can have photos uh, that I could show online on my Instagram, on my portfolio that were from this area, from this location, some were recognizable. Cause like, you know, we were talking about the ge- the ge- geography of Texas versus yeah. the Northwest looks completely different. Uh-huh. Like, People are like, wait, <laughs> where can... was this waterfall? Is that near me? Yeah, totally. <laughs> right? like, like Texas waterfall, really? Uh-huh. Where? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it was very apparent that my work was not from around there. And so that was one right. thing uh, visually that I know I needed to have to back me up. Uh, once I started really kind of uh, putting myself out there online and and in person um, in front of couples, in front of vendors, uh, is to have some work that was recognizable or at least uh, relevant or familiar in a way, right? Mm -hmm. So set up some style shoots, uh, got a couple good shots and, um, you know, had them up there, posted them and started, you know, Instagram tagging. And I, you know, very quickly after that, I uh, started researching uh, bridal shows. So uh, a lot of them this year didn't happen for obvious reasons. Right. Um, but I did one back in November, uh, really just to kind of, you know, get my face out there, not just for in front of couples, but mm-hmm. bridal shows are a great opportunity to give value and to also really connect with other vendors oh, in yeah. that area too, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So, so I took that as an opportunity, um, and, and, uh, even connected and met up with coffee over coffee, you know, with some, uh, photographers in the Dallas area over that June trip, just to kind of feel it out, see what, you know, what the thing is around here. Cause, uh, I think the biggest the biggest hurdle that I have overcome or maybe still even working on overcoming here is just not just so much the way that the shooting is different out here, but I guess the norms and like people and, and um, the way things work with, with the culture in Texas is very much different than yeah. in Portland, you mm-hmm. know? Um, like I went back to visit uh, Portland several months ago and immediately coming back, I was like, wow, the Southern hospitality thing is a real thing. You know, (laughs) you really feel the difference. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, but I was like, wow, it's it's a very, very noticeable. And so um, that was actually, has actually been really fun and really cool to be able to come into. Um, (laughs) But 
you know, that was a, a big thing is just getting connected with people here. And so one of the big things you can do, um, and one of the big things I always suggest um, when you're trying to connect with others, you know, cause everyone's busy, everyone's like, uh, has their own thing going, their own business to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you ever get like messages on, on uh, Facebook or Instagram and people reach now asking for your help. It's like, sometimes it's kind of like, Oh, a new, another photographer entering the market, you know, Oh, there's more competition mm-hmm. uh, in a oh, way. Hey, but, like, can I pick your brain over coffee? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which, which if you ask me, like I'm hundred percent happy to meet anyone over coffee when there's time. Um, but I like to think that, and this is, this is a concept. This is, um, uh, a mindset that I guess you could say I picked up from my mentor, Ben Hartley, um, is to give value first before you ask for anything. Right. Mm. And so one of the things, uh, one of the things I did and John, you, you saw this uh, on my Instagram was I hosted a workshop with a wedding planner. So like a lot of times what you can do to get connected with vendors in the area is like set up, a lot of people will suggest, oh, set up a style shoot, set up, uh, you know, a collaboration so you can all work together and they can see your work and this and that. Um, But that isn't original anymore. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing style shoots. um, And a lot of, you know, I haven't actually experienced it here in this area, but back when I was in Portland, getting vendors that you want on your team to set up a style shoot with your own vision is a lot of work. It's a lot of like, it takes effort and time. And a lot of times just coordinating the right vendors to be there and to agree to it is, is, is is work in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. And so I was like, what is there something different that I could do that could give value and really um, stand out in a way that no one else is doing in vendor relationships. And so that's when the idea came to mind of what if we host, what if I put on, what if I host a live event um, for engaged couples to talk about the wedding planning process and give that, you know, talk on that and give value to the, um, to that audience. But also, you know, I'll be doing it in collaboration and partnership with the wedding planner and building that relationship, building that relationship. And it's giving them value. Cause I'm going to bring, you know, I was running paid ads to this thing. I was bringing my audience to this, to this workshop. Uh, she was bringing hers uh, so that I can get in front of her audience. It's just, was kind of an all around win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a really cool, kind of a very different opportunity that, you know, has built that very strong between us now. And so, yeah. um, you know, even if you don't book a wedding from it, just, I mean, it doesn't cost much to run. Um, and you know, it, it was a, just a really cool opportunity to get your name out there in a unique way that not many people are doing. Right. Yeah. And that relationship that you built with that coordinator. Yeah. I mean, that's going to go on for years. I'm sure that they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Like whenever, whenever there's a couple saying, you know, I want some, some really awesome photos and I want my photographer to be like fun and not just like this stiff guy behind a camera. They're like, I did this free workshop with Darian like Mm -hmm. two years ago let me, let me send you his info. And that kind of relationship is going to continue on. And then, and I also, I love that idea because that made you 
um, an authority in the industry Absolutely. in Absolutely. Dallas. So for those couples who uh, they, they may not have found you otherwise, um, and in being new to the market, uh, probably uh, probably not showing up on Google searches and stuff just mm-hmm. yet, but uh, well, I destroyed my C- SEO. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, okay, uh, we'll we'll get into this in, in just a minute. I'll I'll try and uh, remember to come back. But um, but yeah. So like building building that authority in the industry for them because mm-hmm. uh, I know if. If if I was a groom and there was like this this free workshop put on by a photographer, I'd be like, oh, this must be like one of the best photographers in the Dallas area because he's teaching people. So obviously he knows what he's doing, right. and uh, and like I would I would definitely think that you are. Uh, you're you're giving me more value. You uh, you have more experience than a lot of other people. That I'm just like, all right, yeah, they they take pretty photos too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's very smart um, and a and a great way to get out in front of a lot of couples and build vendor relationships at the same time. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, big fan of building friender relationships is what I call them. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. 100%. Yeah, that's why whenever we do um, styled shoots for uh, in-person workshops, we have like a vendor list, like 14, 15, 16 16 different vendors. Oh, yeah. uh, Because we want to build those relationships. Yeah, we we want to include everybody. (laughs) And we want to have our friends work with us, and we want to make new friends uh, from those styled shoots. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you mentioned uh, screwing up your SEO, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I I did the same thing. So we we moved to Dallas very close to the same time uh, yeah. that you did, um, and we were we were going to move up there. We were helping uh, my uh, some family out, and we were going to like watch their house while they were overseas for six months or so, and um, and then. So, so we knew that was happening and we were moving in July of last year. So in May, when we found out, I started changing all of my SEO and pointing mm-hmm. to Dallas. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a Dallas photographer now doing all this Dallas stuff. I'm not in college station anymore. I still do college. Like I was still booking college station weddings, but I was, I was pointing everything to Dallas. And then we moved up there. Uh, things changed. They ended up coming back um, like, three, four months early. So we were only there for like two and a half months. And then oh. it was not long enough for, uh, for my wife to get a job. So we were just working off the weddings that I still had booked. And I was like, you know what? I have a lot of connections in college station. I'll just, we, we'll just move back there. It'll be cool. Uh, so then it was rerouting everything back from Dallas oh, to man. college station. So yeah, last year, my SEO was just shambles. It was, it was <laughs> not great. Um, so, so I feel you, <laughs> uh, yeah. from, from, uh, you know, changing cities and all that. Um, and kind of speaking of SEO and, um, and marketing and all that, how, how early do you think 
you should like if you if you're thinking about moving a place or if if your day job is moving you to a new city mm-hmm. when would you recommend like starting to to change over your seo start to do more marketing and blogging about that new area specific topics i would say i would say as as soon as you're ready to start booking for that area okay as soon as you're ready to start booking for that area cuz like you know if you know if you know you're going to be moving out there in two, three months, like, you know, couples are going to be planning for their wedding six, nine, 12 months, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. So you have plenty of time. And plus there's a, there's still a lag time too, when you get your, and I'm full disclaimer, I'm not really a big SEO expert, but I know that there's, you know, a lag time in when you uh, convert everything over and set up your SEO and your keywords mm-hmm. to a, a different location or for ranking for something else. Um, it, there's a lag time for where you start actually ranking for that. And so, um, yeah, as soon as you know that you're ready to start booking for that location. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. Like, uh, cause, cause with that lag time of, uh, cause Google and you know, the other search engines, but mainly Google, yeah. I think, I think it's like 96% of, uh, search engine searches are on Google. So, um, you know, with, with Google going through, like whenever you change up your SEO and like your, uh, your website, uh, title, if you know, it's, uh, you know, Portland wedding photographer, and then you change it to Dallas wedding photographer, it's going to take Google a little bit to be like, okay, wait, this is new. So you're not going to rank as high as you were. Mm -hmm. Like you may have been higher for Portland because Dallas is a new thing for Google. They're like, okay, this is new. I'm going to like, we're going to crawl this over and over again. And then, you know, seeing more keywords and more blog posts that are specific to Dallas and, you know, uh, alt tags and all the stuff. I mean, we had, uh, 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 Adam Mason on uh, a couple months ago. So if you want to, uh, listeners, if you want to learn about SEO, uh, go listen to that episode. Uh, there's still stuff. Like I have a list of things that I still need to do uh, just from that episode. Don't be the like, 3%, man. I know. Yeah, I, I have done things. I have implemented things uh, after that episode. But there's still stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to do more blog posts about these topics. Um, All the things. I know. Blogging. Blogging is the bane of my existence. Yeah, <laughs> I, need, I need to come up with a better, uh, a better way of... Uh, I have a pretty decent way of like creating topics and, and even writing them out. It's just, it's never high enough on my to-do list. I'm always like, right. Oh, I've exactly. Gotta, I gotta do this. Yeah. I've got to work on this oh, man. marketing something. Yes. It's you so know, hard to prioritize. A hundred percent. Especially, you know, uh, as a lot of photographers I'm sure are listening are probably in a similar situation where, uh, you know, a lot of you guys aren't, full-time photographers yeah you got a day job to balance maybe you got family mm-hmm. and so it, it's hard to spend a lot of that time towards it um and so i mean john i think you know you're you might be in my group but uh seo hasn't been my biggest focus on in terms of like digital marketing like online marketing mm-hmm. because you know i had less time to focus on all that blogging and stuff but i had more i guess uh instead of the time spending, I spent more money 
on direct marketing like Facebook ads mm-hmm. and um, Google ads and uh, trying to be you know, a little more proactive in that way. Um, right. So that was also a very, very big part in getting up to speed very quickly here. Um, mm. While I'm waiting for the SEO to start working, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. it's like that that uh, that like fast, good, cheap triangle. Yeah. Uh, where yes. if you want two of them, like you can only have two of those things. Uh, right. And if you want fast and good results for marketing, Won't you're gonna cheap. have to pay. Like mm-hmm. you're, it's not going to be cheap. Um, and SEO is super cheap because it is free, uh, yeah. but it is not fast at all. Yeah. Um, like there's, there's still stuff that I've done a couple months ago that I haven't really seen much results from, but I know over time and like compounding on other things that I'm doing, it's going to happen. Uh, right. But, but yeah, like that was, uh, I did the same thing because I uh, I started my business in Austin, Texas, and then um, after uh, about two and a half years, uh, ended up moving to College Station, which is not far, uh, about a two-hour drive or so, but um, but it's a completely different market. So whenever I moved here, it's a world here, of a difference. It's yes, very very different couples here uh, than in Austin. Uh, oh yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, whenever I moved here, I did the same thing where I was like, okay, I'm going to invest, you know, X hundred amounts of dollars into Facebook ads. And uh, I did Google AdWords because that was a big thing uh, back in like mm-hmm. 2015. And um, <laughs> those didn't uh, turn out as great. But um, but yeah, Facebook ads. I mean, I... Didn't you get scammed on some SEO thing at one point? Oh yeah, I, I did. about that. Yes, uh, <laughs> right before... <laughs> so 2019 was not my year. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got scammed. Oh no, that was 2018. Yeah. I, I was going to say that couple. was earlier than 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, around the same time, it was like uh, April, May of 2018. Did you get um, cold called? I did get cold called. Mm. Um, and it was one of those uh, where they were like, you know, we'll set up uh, your Google ads for you and we will get you on the front page of Google. And I was like, yeah, cool. Um, I don't, I don't want to do that because uh, in 2018 I was already, I think I was on the, like the low end of the front page, the first page. Um, so it was like the sixth or seventh photographer down, nice. uh, but still on the, on before I wasn't before the fold, uh, you had to scroll down. Um, but I was like, now I'm already on the front page of Google. I'm not going to pay you hundreds of dollars. And they created a um, uh, like my my website is allheartphoto.com. They created allheartphotography.com. Took my photos, put it over there. They created a separate Facebook for All Heart Photography, um, a separate Twitter, and a separate Instagram. And then they were receiving all the leads, and they put their themselves on the front page of Google. Oh, my goodness. For like two months, I was just crickets. And I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. I've been trying to work on SEO. I've been trying to build relationships with vendors here in town, and I don't know what's going on. Like, I booked maybe one wedding uh, a month for two months. And, um, and then I got a call 
from that company again. And they were like, Hey, you know, are you interested in doing this? You know, front page of Google I was like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not interested. And they're like, well, you know, we've had um, this mirror site up for two months or like, I think it was like six weeks at the time. They're like, we've had this site up for six weeks and you know, we have uh, 30, 30 something um, leads that could have been yours but uh, you weren't on the on the front page of Google, so they they were Isn't that I was shady? like, I like so you so you bad. people who were looking <laughs> for me, and you now want me to pay you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they were like, yeah, because they were looking for you, but then they couldn't find you on the front front page. Isn't so that identity they, theft or something? Like it is. Yes, I took it up with the uh, Better Business Bureau, and um, and I think Holy their cow. their business is shut down now. But good. Like, I wow. I didn't get. I I ended up not taking any like legal action against it because um, there wasn't like hard numbers to show that those 30 leads and I don't even know if they were really if they actually had the 30 leads or anything Mm. but yeah like we were I was pissed like I was that's those 30 potential clients that could have booked with me and they were emailing them and they had a a different phone number on the mirrored site so people were calling them and they're like oh no sorry we don't do this or whatever I don't know it was not good um I am sorry oh. to hear that, man. Yeah. So don't talk to, don't answer cold calls. Yeah. <laughs> just if they start talking, just be like, nope. Show the deal. Don't, because I did make the mistake of, like, I talked to them for a little bit and I was like, um, okay, yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not on the front page yet. I do want to get on the front page. So what, what do you do? Like, I was, I was curious. Of okay, what you engaged with them. I engaged with them and I asked them what, like, what is your process? What do you do? How are you going to get yeah. on the front page of Google? Yeah. If I'm only paying you like 200 bucks, like how am I going to jump to the front page? And, uh, and they're like, well, what is your, what is your current website? And I gave them that. And then that was all that they needed. And um, yeah, it was 2018 summer of 2018 was a mess. Um, summer of 2019 was a mess <laughs> moving to Dallas and back. Um, and well, you know, summer of 2020, uh, pandemic. So we're three for three. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, but, but hey, yeah. it's just building resilience, right? Exactly. Yeah. Summer of 2021 is going to be amazing for sure. It's going to be our year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. Uh, so, so Darian, for, for those who are listening and they're either uh, thinking about moving to a new city or mm-hmm. kind of branching into a new market, like uh, Rachel Lyre here in uh, College Station, and College Station is, um, we're like three hours from you uh, yeah. in Dallas, and we're about an hour and a half to two from Houston, and then also the, about the same from Austin. Oh, so, nice. um, so, yeah, kind of like, central. Yeah, we're we're pretty central, which is nice because we can do those weddings semi easily. Mm-hmm. But um, but for someone who like might even be in College Station, but they're wanting to branch out into the Dallas market or into the Houston or Austin market, um, what what are like some some simple tips that they could get started on today that you would recommend? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I would say you know especially if you're planning to. Um, 
go out there to scope, you know, look look for uh, the place to live or house, apartment, whatever it is. Set up a shoot while you're there. Set up uh, at, at least a couple, you know, mm-hmm. get some work in that area, get a chance to connect with other vendors in, uh, there, um, you know. And, and then there's also the fact that if you do that, you know, you could write off part of the trip. So that's a plus. Right. Um, <laughs> and then even if you don't have weddings booked right off the bat, like if you don't get something um, like right when you start, you know, when you move there, um, keep shooting there, keep setting up shoots, uh, keep showing like that you're busy, show that you're in demand, um, you know, it helps to keep that Instagram feed rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, connect with others in the area, connect with those vendors and give them value. Uh, show that you're the authority, show that you know what you're doing and uh, build those relationships um, in a fruitful way. Thanks. Yeah. Ooh, I've, I bet that now, um, I, I because uh, we're meeting over Zoom right now and and I've talked to a couple uh, new um new venues um, in kind of our area, Houston area, that uh, we're setting up Zoom meetings so that I can talk to them. Now, because of the pandemic, it's a great time to reach out to vendors because you're like, hey, Mm. let's set up like a quick Zoom meeting or a quick phone call because they don't, they're probably not going to want to meet you in person uh, at at this time. So yeah, I bet that would be an even better thing uh, to set those up now because you don't even have to really tell them that you're not in the area because uh, they're not going to be able to tell. Yeah, true you. story. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh yeah, I love shooting in Dallas. Like, uh, you know, uh, what is Kyle, Kyle Clyde or whatever, uh, park in downtown. It's amazing. Uh, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. I've been to that park. Cool. Um, but yeah. And I, and I love what you said about like setting up styled shoots, setting up, uh, setting up things to do there that show I'm here regularly. Um, and and I, we talk about this all the time on the podcast with uh, you know show what you want to shoot, mm-hmm. and and if you're wanting to shoot in a certain location, um, go there. Yeah. Set up like go there for a weekend, and set up a ton of a ton of photo shoots. Would you recommend doing uh, just like cold? cold calling, like Instagram DMing people that you want to shoot or how would you go about, uh, setting up some photo shoots with people? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, there's, there's a few different ways I've gone about it. Uh, the first few that I did, I, um, I actually, uh, did it via, uh, what's it called? There's this there's this app called H Hub, which is kind of dead now. No one uses it anymore. <laughs> but it's basically a, a hub of uh, other creators, um, other artists uh, to collaborate together. And there's a lot of like models and um, you know both professional and amateur uh, mm-hmm. who you can reach reach out to easily and just kind of set up a collaborative shoot together. Um, there's a lot of Facebook groups like, Oh, um, the Tuesdays together groups, the rising tide society groups, oh, yeah, getting yeah. on those, getting on those in your area are very good to be mm-hmm. able to connect to other, other vendors. Um, but to there's other photography and models groups, um, where people are just down to, you know, uh, set up and collaborate on a shoot. Uh, so I've found people through some of those Facebook pages. Um, and I've also, I've also set up, um, 
you know, uh, a Facebook ad for calling for couples for to enter in a, a an engagement session giveaway. Um, mm, so that's a great idea. Instead of doing like a model call, doing a yeah. giveaway like that, that's a great idea. Yeah, there's a there's a whole strategy to it too that can and is a really great way to uh, that could actually lead to bookings. Um, yeah which is how I booked my first few weddings here in Dallas. But uh, funny story too, there was a couple, <laughs> there was a couple I met at a bridal show who I really loved. They really loved me. They just couldn't afford my, uh, couldn't afford to have me for their wedding, but they were so dang cute. I was just like, <laughs> I want to photograph you guys. There's a location I want to shoot at. Would you be down? Like, I just asked them straight up, like, you guys are fun. I enjoy talking to you guys. Would you be down for a shoot? Um, this is cool. We just connected in that way after a consultation, and they were totally up for it. Um, so, you know, just kind of, yeah, going uh, with the connections that you make and stuff like that, whether it's uh, through an ad, through a Facebook group, um, mm -hmm. hub, or just people you meet, you know. Um, yeah. 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 I, I love the giveaway idea too. Um, I did that uh, when when we were moving to Dallas, and I did an engagement session giveaway, and I had like two or three couples that it was the same same deal. Like I did some you know Instagram stalking on them, and I was like, "This is such yeah. a cute couple. They're totally like exactly my ideal couples." Um, so. I, I had advertised I was going to give away one and I ended up giving away three because mm -hmm. I was like, it's just time for and me. They'll never know. And they'll, they'll never they'll know. Never know. Yeah. I'm not like <laughs> announcing who the winner is on social media. Yeah. So each of them thought that they were winning, uh, which they did, uh, but they thought that they were the sole winner. And I, I ended up booking one of those uh, weddings. Nice. I actually just did their uh, wedding this past weekend. Uh, nice. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it's, it's fun with in, uh, with giveaways because you can do the random generator thing, and then if it doesn't pick the couple that you really really want to work with, just tell them that they won too. Uh, if you're if you're down for giving away extra sessions, and and if you're moving to a new place, then you're probably down for giving away extra sessions. Well, sweet, totally. sweet. That is uh, that is a lot of good info uh, for for moving to new mar markets, moving to new city. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, before before we kind yeah, of wrap thanks, up Jared. the episode, um, we do a little thing where we talk about what we're loving right now. Um, it can be like movies, books, TV shows, uh, podcasts. It can be uh, anything. Uh, it, it does not have to be uh, entertainment type stuff. Uh, you know, it could just be this uh, pink tree across the street or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Darian, what are your what are you loving this week? Oh man, I got a couple of things in mind actually. So recently, okay. uh, recently one thing I've picked up, uh, I've been really getting into Muay Thai, which Ooh, if you're okay. if you're unfamiliar, it's a uh, it's a it's a Thai martial art, very intense, very brutal uh, Thai martial art. It's like it's like boxing, but like way more intense. Mm -hmm. It's like <laughs> and, full body boxing. <laughs> oh yeah, you use your 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 fists, your your elbows, knees, shins, and legs. Um, it's been an incredible workout. Um, it's really been helping me shed off some of this COVID weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
So yeah, that's been that's been something that I've been recently getting into, kind of for the past month and a half or so. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm actually uh, planning to start training up to prepare for my first like uh, my first like actual fight in a month. So okay, uh, cool. getting pretty stoked for that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And one thing I will actually say that's uh, another practical thing too is I've been really loving these Adidas face masks. So if you've been shooting weddings, you know, you're outside, you're active, you're maybe training at the gym or whatever, and uh-huh. you, know, you need to wear a face mask. Um, get these. Oh my goodness. They are $20 for a pack of three and they are more breathable. They're more, they're really lightweight. You can breathe through it so much easier than any other masks I've worn. Um, Okay. Like on their website, you just ordered it on their website. Yeah. Just get them on adidas.com. The black ones are sold out last time I checked. So get some before the blue ones are sold out because they are going Uh, fast. Okay. Oh, well, very cool. cool. Awesome. Yeah. That that would be great. I bet those would feel a lot better. Like uh, we're we're needing some some max uh, for our kids, yeah. and like the the whole like N95 masks are are way too big. Every time I put it on uh, my son's face, he's like, "Why are you always putting it over my eyes?" I'm like, "I'm not trying to. <laughs> it's just really big." <laughs> um, yeah. And I bet that would kind of like form. It looks kind of like semi elasticy. Oh yeah, uh, I bet it definitely would, it would form a lot better. Cool. Nice. That is uh, very practical uh, right now, uh, especially for anyone who's not like I. I, I have a few masks. Um, I want to get yeah. some some like personalized ones for, uh, to wear at weddings. Uh, I got some for my team, um, and nice. they're really cool. Um, but and they're lightweight and everything. But the middle part that like sticks out, like when you breathe, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. You suck it in really easy. Mm. So I don't know how much I'll wear because it, it like oh. suctions really well. I mean, it's like it's like a really lightweight like kind of material like that, like the Adidas material. It looks kind of similar to that, mm. um, but it like I mean, it just it's so flat against my face that it just like suctions in. So yeah, I don't okay. know. we'll see. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but so. I think it's nice to have. It's definitely nice when you're on your feet, like working, shooting for like a 10 hour wedding day, you want to have something that you know you can breathe and be comfortable yeah. in. Yeah. So that's why I made the investment. Yeah. And it's yeah. not going to fall off your face. Uh, right. Cause mine, the elastic is cause I got it like back in March and the elastic is starting to come off and mm. yeah. You know, and I talk constantly at weddings. Mm-hmm. So it'll yep. start here and then it'll just like, and I'm just like <laughs> just constantly pulling it back up over my nose. And uh, yeah. So, okay, sweet. I'm going to go check out Adidas um, yeah, me too. before, before <laughs> this episode drops. So, uh, <laughs> so I can get in there before it's sold out. <laughs> Um, sweet okay anything else you're loving um those are the main two right now okay i can think of off the top of my head awesome yeah okay rachel what about you what are you loving this week Hmm, I just discovered uh, okay you know when you're on facebook and you're scrolling like the video section and i don't know if maybe maybe not everybody because i'm sure it like you know points to whatever you like but comedy like comes up a lot on mine because i love i love stand-up comedy Uh so like the dry bar comedy 
I didn't realize there's an app for it. So you can get Ooh. the Dry Bar Comedy app. Oh, it's free. Okay. You have access to like a million stand-up comic. Like it's so great. So while I've edited been editing lately, I've just I just listened to stand up oh my god. It's the best thing ever. Right. And I get to just laugh and edit the whole time. Fantastic. Okay. Cool. So that's what I'm loving this week. That's like my I'm like really loving that. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Sweet. That, that sounds uh, much better. Like I, uh, we talked about TikTok a little bit. I think that was uh, pre, pre-show. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we talked about TikTok a little bit and, uh, and that's one of the things that pretty much all of my TikTok feed is just dry bar comedy <laughs> and like Mitch Hedberg and like all these comedians that yeah. are on there that I'm just like, yeah, this is great. This is what yeah, I'm every use time I would, for. Yeah. Every time I would watch one of those, like, you know, they do like the mini clips of the dry bar comedy, you know, I'm like, where do I find mm-hmm. these guys? And then today I actually paid attention, you know, probably had, uh, they're on there before, but I never really did. I get the app and I was like, there's an app. So I went and downloaded the app and nice. it's fantastic. So highly recommend. <laughs> okay. And in, in a, uh, in an advertising marketing, uh, kind of vein, like, like you said, it's probably been there at the end of every episode, but you hadn't noticed it till now. So don't feel like you're being annoying whenever you're saying like, "Hey, link in bio. Hey, go check out this." That's right. Go check out Good my point. free wedding guide. Uh, Good point. People are probably not paying attention to it, and they're like, "Repetition oh, is different." Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. So dry bar. Dry Any bar. Ones? Look it okay. up. Uh, that's it for me for for this week, John. What are you loving? Cool. Um, I, I am loving, well, one, I am loving, um, crack pie, uh, from, from milk bar. Um, it's, did you have it shipped in or what? Yes. I had it shipped in, uh, from, from New York. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. So, um, if you're not familiar with milk bar, um, it's an amazing, uh, little place in, um, she started in New York. I think they have locations in uh, in LA now, but um, there. I've never uh, been. I just heard you and Taylor talk about it. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, I don't. I don't think Taylor's ever been. No, no. But you Taylor, brought her some back. I did. Yes. When I was in New yeah. York uh, about a year and a half ago, I I went to Milk Bar and I bought like everything just like a bunch of cookies i bought the cake balls Ooh. i bought uh, a slice of this crack pie and uh, it is not made out of crack it's just addictive so they call it they actually rebranded it now so it's now called milk bar pie uh, but i'm still going to call it crack pie uh, but yeah <laughs> anyway christina crack tosi, a better name, obviously right, right yeah uh christina tosi is the owner and like lead baker <laughs> at this place and short story you can you can uh watch the whole story at um on netflix uh chef's table she has an episode i think it's like season two or three really good um she was a pastry chef and she just started like making these things for the rest of the chefs uh just for them to eat i think they did like a a friday dessert dinner or something and one time she made this crack pie which is just like she made it out of cereal and um it's amazing it is super super sweet making Uh, me hungry now john i know no it is it is so good uh so yeah 
we we had it shipped in uh, from <laughs> trying to think what I can eat for dessert tonight. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's a it's a thing that uh, we like to do. Anytime that someone books like our largest package, because uh, we have three three wedding packages. Anytime someone books like the home run package uh, that just like has everything, we do a little uh, treat yourself and nice. uh, and do something fun. Either go out to eat or whatever. And since we're not really going to restaurants right now we were like let's just order from milk bar and then we're like let's do the crack pie and Ooh. we ordered that like two days ago uh and it's, it's it's already here and we already had a slice and it's amazing um so that's what i'm loving uh also yeah go check out her episode she's super fun um that's a great show by the way it's it's a great show cinematography is amazing i know uh like whenever phil porta was on we talked about that uh for probably way too long um, <laughs> but um yeah also on netflix while you're there watching christina's episode um it is a it's a, a documentary um and it is called first lady of television and it is about betty white and it goes through her entire life oh. on television i had no That's idea tonight yeah i had no idea oh, she that she amazing. had her own tv show in like yep. the 50s and it was the she betty did. white show and her um, story is like freaking incredible i love her mm-hmm. yeah so they go through everything from like the beginning of her career on through golden girls and a lot of wow. behind the scenes stuff with golden girls and, and fun stories there. And then how her career kind of like pivoted into like this, uh, kind of, um, not raunchy, but yeah, sometimes raunchy, kinda, uh, like a raunchy, raunchy comic. characters. Yeah. Like in, uh, the proposal and the, uh, like comedy central roasts of different people. Uh, so it's been, it was, it was cool. I, I love Betty White. I think that she's really funny. I loved her as Rose. Uh, that was whenever I first, uh, was introduced to her was back in the golden girl days and, uh, pretty much everything that she's done since is great. So yeah. First lady of yeah. first. Yeah. First lady of television, uh, yeah. is the documentary. So that's, uh, that's gotta, what I'm loving. This gotta week. Check that out. Yes, yeah. for sure. Very cool. But cool. Awesome. Well, um, sweet. Well, before uh, we tell everyone um, bye, where can people find you? Where can they? Uh, where can they follow you? Where can they just see all the dairy and chew stuff? Yeah. So. Um, my website for my wedding photography is dairyandchew.com. Uh, for the listeners out there, I don't imagine that'd be super intuitive to spell. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, you'll probably leave a, a link in the show notes maybe. But Yes. yes yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. We will. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it's dairyandchew.com. Uh, my Instagram is at dairyandchewphotography. Um, yeah, I've also got a Facebook ads page where I talk and, and show a little bit about um, how to market yourself as a wedding photographer on Facebook ads. You can check that out. And the group name is Facebook ads for wedding photographers with Darian and Joe. Sweet. Very cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, we will have links to all that in the show notes um, and to everything that we talked about. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can go there. Um, 
I'm looking for the and if you're watching, for the link for the the uh, the crack pie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Yeah, it'll be like the direct link to the to the checkout. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. I've already I've already put this in your in your basket. You're good. You just gotta pay. Uh, and uh, if you're watching live right now, you can check out like on our Insta stories right uh, for you know the next 24 hours to find Darian right now. So because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, his work's really cool. So awesome. Well, Darian, thanks so much for being on the show. This was a lot yeah. of fun. John, Rachel, thank you both for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. Sweet. Well, we will uh, see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the light and dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our light and dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for light and dark photography podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.